You guys look good this morning. Um, I was warned not to apologize for preaching because I always wind up somehow saying I'm sorry about something. So, <clears throat> without apologies this morning, we're going to do things a little differently than usual. Is that okay? All right. Now, being that I get to spend my Sunday nights with our youth group that we call TSY, I figured I want to do something up a little bit the way we do it. We're not going to do it 100% the way we do it downstairs on Sunday nights, just because that might be sensory overload or something. I'm not sure. But I want to ask you some questions. If they seem, I mean, there's nothing irreverent, but the idea of asking questions when pastor is traditionally preaching a sermon. I want to ask you a few questions this morning, and I want to ask you, now don't put that question up yet, Emma. If you want to put a question on the screen, would you type up there, would you rather? Okay, you can put that up on the screen. Would you rather? There's a game called Would You Rather. We like to play it on Sunday nights in youth group. I always find that these are very efficient things to get us to kind of loosen up, relax a little bit, let down our guard. Um, It is tough sometimes to get Ashley to unwind a little bit. I'm joking. Uh, Don't worry. Anybody, Anybody watch the videos of the Sunday night we did duct tape and Oreos? Anybody see the videos that I posted on, on, on uh, okay, we prayed some crazy games with, with duct tape and Oreos, and it was good, and I told you, there is biblical inspiration in duct tape, friends. Um, there, there is, uh, and, and we found out about it that night, but that's beside the point. We won't do duct tape and Oreos, um, although I hear we do Oreos on Wednesday nights now. Is this true? <laughs> if you are on Facebook... Find our church page on there, First Assembly of God. Click the like button, join up. You can watch the videos of things that we do in youth. You can get information that's coming down the pike as far as stuff we do here at church. But, would you rather? Are you ready? Now I'm going to ask you to answer some questions. Now when we play would you rather, you have to, you have to stand in the middle of the room when I ask the question. And you have to run to one side of the room or the other to establish your position on this subject, okay? This morning, I'm not going to ask you to stand up or sit down. I will not ask you to stand up and run to one side of the room or the other, okay? How, uh, T.S., how can we get them to respond, these adults? Can we, should we ask them, uh, this arm, this arm? No, should we ask, how, how should we ask people to respond? You know what, you, or let them respond verbally. Okay, all right. I have some would-you-rather questions, all right? Hypothetical scenarios, they're out there, okay? Would you rather always take a cold shower or sleep an hour less than you need to be full rested? So you would rather get the hour of rest that you need to be rested than take a cold shower or you would rather do the cold shower to get caught up? I don't know what it is about sleep. I would, I, I'm with Steve on take the extra hour of sleep. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all right. I am at 39. I find I don't sleep anymore. I mean, I, is this the pattern of life? Is this what's going to happen? Because I'm telling you what. <laughs> what do you know about getting old, Rhonda? I go to bed every night and I can sleep 
And I love this. I love, I love getting back on regular time. I do. I like getting off daylight savings time, getting back on regular time. But this year, as I said, I, I was crying to Tracy this morning. Um, uh, this year, I, I've had a little harder time making a switch. I'm in bed every night this week, 8 o'clock, <laughs> awake at 3, you know. And, and so for three hours, what do you do for three and a half hours before you leave for work in the morning? Um, you can't make noise because the family's sleeping. And just between you and me, I can't see her face when I'm saying it. Stephanie doesn't do well when you wake her up, okay? <laughs> um, so I walk on eggshells. It's a great quiet time for, for, for study in the morning and prayer, but certainly, um, you know, it's also easy to fall asleep during devotionals when it's that quiet in the house. Okay, um, so anyhow, that's, that's where I'm at in life. Not enough sleep. All right, would you, would you always rather get the first dibs on something or the last laugh? Okay, all right, let's move along. Would you rather always have to say everything that's on your mind or or never speak again? So, would you always rather say everything you think or never speak again? What's that? The sign language count. Um, I don't know. My, my darling Emma got a little uh, uh, sign language book. She's learning some American sign language. I don't know if that counts or not. Leave it to Jose to get really technical on these questions. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Would you always rather wear earmuffs or nose plugs? Wow, that was like... Okay, all right. Would you rather be... Bear in mind, I'm, I'm heading towards a point here. Okay, as we move through this, we are, we are heading toward a biblical conclusion, friends. Trust me, all right? But I gotta, you know, I gotta be me here. So not apologizing... This is just sort of how we do it at youth group, but not near the madness, okay? Would you rather be three feet tall or eight feet tall? Okay, all right, all right. Here we go, here we go. Would you rather be... Would you rather be a dog named Killer or a cat named Fluffy? Who goes for Killer? Show of hands. Who goes for Fluffy? Okay. All right, all right, all right, here we go. Would you rather... Would you rather be able to hear any conversation or take back anything you've said? Would you rather be able to hear any conversation you want or have the ability to take back anything that you said? I would rather take back anything than that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, would you rather be would you, would you rather be forgotten or would you rather be remembered hatefully? No one's going to answer out loud for the even if you feel that way you're not going to. Okay. Would you rather be happy for 8 hours a day and poor or Sad for eight hours a day and rich. 
Who says happy and poor? Who says sad and rich? Okay. It's the young people. The young people are going for... What's that? Oh, what am I teaching you? And you know what? Even one of my former youth members, Ashley's over there, and she's like, she, she went with them, so it must be Brad's influence. Oh, my goodness. I'm fired. Okay. Here we go. Would you rather be stranded on an island? Would you rather be stranded on an island alone or with someone that you don't like strongly? Is there anybody that wants a little bit of solitude? <laughs> Okay, all right. Trust me, I'm heading towards a point here. Would you rather be the sandcastle or would you rather be the wave? Would you rather find true love or $10 million? Okay, all right. All right. Would you rather... Now, could you imagine... Could you imagine, though, being downstairs in the basement and I would say, would you rather find true love or find, a million, or find $10 million and you would have to run to that spot? I mean, could you imagine the mayhem that that adds? Anyhow, would you... Don't answer this out loud. Don't answer this out loud. Would you rather get even or get over it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Would you rather give bad advice or take bad advice think about that one if you give bad advice your reputation's on the line okay would you I know what this is going to be would you rather go to an amusement park or a family reunion okay all right all right all right here we go would you rather have a beautiful house and an ugly car or a uh, or an ugly house and a beautiful and yeah beautiful house ugly car or ugly ugly house beautiful car if you have to choose between house and car what do we go with we go with the house who says house who says car a few okay all right all right can't drive can't drive your house okay would you rather have x-ray vision or bionic hearing? <laughs> all right, here we go. Would you rather know it all or have it all? Brian already knows it all, so he'll, he'd rather have it all. Would you rather live without music or live without television? I'll tell you, the television would go in a heartbeat. Wait a minute, I don't even get the television at my house anyhow. What's it matter? Because <laughs> there's music on television. Um, would you rather give up your telephone or your email? You can email on your phone now. Okay. Would you rather be able to only whisper or only shout? I'll tell you what, my family that I come from, we already had the shout thing down. There is no, there's no whispering with the prices. Um, okay. Would you rather publish your diary or make a movie about your most embarrassing moment? Okay. All right. 
Would you rather have one wish granted today or three wishes ten years from now? Who says one wish today? Who says three ten years from now? What's that? Oh, it is something to look forward to. Okay, and my last question is this. This is my last would you rather question. Would you rather see a sermon or would you rather hear one? Think about this one for a second. Would you rather see a sermon or would you rather hear one? Now, I'm not looking for some, uh, I'm not looking for a super spiritual answer. Uh, where's my Sunday school class? Who has ever been in my Sunday school class? What do we call, what do we call the super spiritual answer? We call it the Sunday school answer. We call that in youth also, the Sunday school answer, the answer that you think Brad wants to hear, okay? All right, we, do, we don't go for Sunday school answers. If anybody gives a Sunday school answer, what does the group say? That's the Sunday school answer, and they get shouted down. Okay, so, would you rather, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm leading towards something here, but many people have the misconception that they can show other people the gospel in their Christian walk only by the testimony of their lives. Okay. You ever hear the phrase, practice what you preach? Put that around the other way. Preach what you practice. I heard a Mennonite brother say that once. And that has been in my mind for about 17 years. Preach what you practice. He said that's our problem. He was talking about, he was talking about his denomination in itself, but it, don't, it does not apply just to any one particular denomination or church family. It applies to all of us. Preach what you practice. Some people say, and you've heard the phrase said, they would rather see a sermon any day than hear one. But we need to be careful, I think I would say this morning, that we're not only practicing, but that we're also throwing in a little bit of preach, okay? Now, I'm not talking about soapbox, higher than thou kind of stuff. That's not what I'm talking about, but I'm talking about a dialogue about why I live my life this way. Uh, you know, I, <clears throat> there is a danger. You know, you always hear the phrase, take the high ground. You ever heard the phrase about taking the high ground in a situation? We need to be careful that if we take the high ground, we need to be careful that we leave room for others to join us on the high ground. If we reserve the high ground only for ourselves, we're all alone, and everybody else is left hurting, okay? All right, so uh, this is what I'm driving at. Um, I've heard people, you've heard people talk about being a good witness, I don't cut my grass on Sunday. That's, that's my testimony to my neighbors uh, that I'm a Christian. Or, and there was, a, there was a challenge to our teenagers at the National Youth Convention about 
carrying your Bible for how many days in a row? It was like 30 days carrying your Bible. Um, as you're all dressed up in your Sunday best to go to church, letting your neighbors see you that way. And people say, usually, that people should be able to see Jesus in you. Okay. However, go to the New Testament and go to Jesus dealing with the religious high-minded people. The religious Pharisees and Sadducees, get tongue-tied, didn't even see Jesus in Jesus. Did they? Not really. I mean, they, they were convicted certainly by certain actions, but in most situations, they didn't even see Jesus in Jesus. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. I think we have it in two different translations, M's. I may refer to Emma as sister. That's my nickname for her. In case you don't know me or us, that's my daughter on the computer, whom I'm very proud of. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 says this. This is the New King James Version in the Bible that my mommy got me for Christmas years ago. For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves, but they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. Now, M, if you'll put up the next translation, I think it's uh, the message of 2 Corinthians 10, 12. Reads like this. We're not, understand, putting ourselves in a league with those who boast that they're our superiors. We wouldn't dare do that. But in all this comparing and grading and competing, they quite miss the point. The idea of seeing a sermon in a person instead of hearing the gospel, the good news about Jesus from a person, is a dangerous idea because it can can breed self-righteousness because it may lead us to comparing ourselves against other people. As Christians, do we need to compare ourselves against others? What happens if we compare ourselves to a person who's mature in the faith? What do we do? We wind up getting in this dangerous territory We've got to be careful when we compare ourselves to other people because we, we come in danger of getting into the judgment area, whether judging ourselves or judging them. And the reason that judgment is an ugly, nasty business because the Bible says judgment is God's alone, right? So when we are judging people, what are we saying? I'm God. That's the danger. That's why Jesus said, don't judge. Okay? We don't want to judge because judgment is God's responsibility alone it's not brad's okay it's a temptation to do that i know it is but when we compare ourselves to other people we get into really dangerous turf we need to compare ourselves to jesus alone compare ourselves with the actions of jesus and that is the standard and the mark that we aim for okay yes there are people in this life that we want to emulate but we want to be careful not comparing ourselves with them, especially with anybody who's ever high-minded, not that the mature in faith are. The mature in faith are humble. 
So let me ask you a question. Um, oh, we've heard the phrase um, that the gospel was revealed in the stars of the sky, right? And the minute we look away from the gospel of Jesus, the problem is... Okay, let me ask you a question. What is it to give a good witness? Give me, like, just average working man's definition. What does it mean to give a good witness of Jesus? How about the youth group? What do you think is a good... What do you think it means to give a good witness of Jesus? There's not, there's not a wrong answer here, please. Show love to others. Other ways we can give a good witness? What's that? Actions. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, what is it to give testimony? Again, there's no, there's no wrong answers here, please. I'm not going like, to beat you down for saying something. That's, that's not the case at all. Okay. Um, it's to give a, a clear, distinct, right, declaration of the gospel of, of Jesus. To, to, to give a good witness is to give a very clear, very, you know, understandable idea a declaration about the gospel of grace, about Jesus, who Jesus is, what Jesus has done to save us, okay, by doing his job to beat death on the cross and to rise above the grave, okay? Um, Galatians chapter 1, verses 11 through 12. Did I, did I give that to you, Emma? Uh, know this, I am most emphatic here, friends, this great message I delivered to you is not mere human optimism. I didn't receive it through the traditions and I wasn't taught it in some school. I got it straight from God, received the message directly from Jesus Christ. This is Paul talking to the people. And he said, the message isn't after people because he didn't get it from people. He received it from Jesus. Okay. And then he said in 2 Corinthians 4, 5, we don't preach ourselves, but we preach what? Jesus Christ is the Lord. All right? David said that the state of people in Psalm 39.5... Did I give you that one, Em? Indeed, you have made my days as handbreadths, and my age is as nothing before you. Certainly every man at his best state is but vapor. At our best state, David said, we're vanity. We're vapor gone in a puff. It's the idea that my actions, friends, are not enough to reveal the good news to my people that I'm around, whether at work or the people that live in houses around me or person who has pulled out in front of me on the highway and then slapped on the brakes. Don't you love it when people pass you and then slow down? Isn't that the... Are you getting a clue about my pet peeves? 
people that don't use their turn signals. Um, my actions are not enough to reveal Jesus to the people around me. My actions are never enough. I have got to give good witness. So would we rather see a, her- see a sermon than hear one? I don't, okay, in any question we asked this morning, when I asked you, would you rather this or would you rather that, was there, was there a correct answer? Is it fully one way or the other? No. They were all silly hypothetical questions, right? Well, this is sort of a hypothetical situation because there isn't just one or the other. Jesus didn't just preach a sermon. Jesus lived it out among the multitudes. Paul didn't just write letters Paul lived and worked among people. You and I don't just write letters. We don't just stand behind a pulpit or on a soapbox and talk. We live amongst our families. We work among people, whether they are lovable or not as lovable as what we would like for them to be. But we can't have it just one or the other. It needs to be a blend of both. I mean, it's not going to be for the rest of your life you're going to be able to read people's minds or hear any conversation as we said in the one hypothetical situation but we have opportunity in the people that we come in contact with to show a sermon by my actions and to preach what I practice okay the gospel is the power of God unto salvation So let's not let us ever get in the way of the sermon. Know what I mean? Let us, in our actions and with our voices, preach it and practice it at the same time. Don't be afraid. Let me encourage you, don't be afraid to open your mouth to let people know that you are a Christian. I have been guilty in my lifetime of saying that I never wanted a Christian bumper sticker on my vehicle because of uh, the way I drive. (laughs) I have been guilty of saying that. I confess that to you. Let the two work together. Can we do that? I'll try it. You try it. Let's put them together and see what happens. You know, great things happen when the church gets together. Right? We're here together today. Well, we're going to have a dinner here in a few moments. That's a good thing. Look in the book of Acts, what happened when the church got together. In the first chapter and the second chapter, the church got together. They sought God. They prayed to God. Lots of people came to know God because of that. The church was empowered with the power of the Holy Spirit. People were healed. People were saved. People were taken care of. Poor, rich, and needy alike were taken care of because the church got together. Friends, let's stay together and stay tight here, all right? So, don't anybody run out the door. Let's go downstairs and eat in a matter of moments, okay? Let's stand, shall we? I don't think I said I'm sorry one time, did I? I don't know how that happened. I'm sorry for not saying I'm sorry. Okay, there I said it.